Um, hello. Uh, oh, I can't say that. Anyways, hello, guys. Um, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say niggas and bitches, but like, you know, that's maybe not a nice way to like start the show. So, <laughs> this is a succession episode. It's all about the man who died fishing his phone out of a clogged toilet. The fact that they really one killed Logan Roy in the most unfucking serious way, but also in a way that he factually would have actually died, like yeah, ridiculously. I really feel like this season, I'm glad it's the last season because I don't know where they could go after this. Like, sure, we could probably, like, explore uh, Kendall's quote-unquote reign or whatever, or Kendall and Roman's quote-unquote joint reign, but I'm glad that it's ending on the season that it is. I just... So when Kendall and Roman were discussing that three just felt wonky, it felt off, and they were immediately shutting Shiv out without like any conversation, was ridiculous, but also extremely predictable because of course yeah. they're going to shut the woman out. Um, and then the way that she's continuing to hide her pregnancy, just like when she fell down the stairs and she wanted nobody to help her because she doesn't want to show any weakness to these people who already view her as weak her is like the living embodiment of like a girl boss who is like trying mm-hmm. to get ahead and like constantly doing everything to like fuck over her and she family never fuck over through. her brothers never follow through with it like in episode was it episode six or seven where she was having the conversation with Madsen and like basically telling him what the plan was and how he was like okay well you want something from this and i i don't know if i want to give you that something that you want and she's like oh fuck oh fuck i was like yeah girl because you got too confident you girl bossed too hard to the goddamn son and now like every other time you tried to fuck over your brothers and your family you are seeing that these plans you never follow through with them and they fuck you over too like whoever it is they always wind up fucking you over too yeah and the episode when they're basically like having the wake where they're all just at the house <clears throat> Marsha's there and Carrie comes in her Zara blazer <laughs> you know her being in a Zara blazer felt really like you know it was perfect costuming yeah it's like very perfect costuming and very like um how people are like trying to do this like quiet luxury thing which I don't get and I don't understand don't try to please don't. oh i'm old girl please i need to get my ass off the internet if anything according to twitter well so you know um <clears throat> and then roman when she spilled her bag snatched a pill bottle so i'm very curious as to where that's gonna go um because one he's saying that he pre-griefed already and then you're watching the play out of somebody who has grief that they're not dealing with like why is he ruining himself why is why am i watching rue on euphoria in kieran colkin's body i cannot stand you and also kieran factually has the worst haircut i've ever seen on him since he was a small child when we first saw him acting the worst possible haircut on that man and i'm sorry because i adore him i don't know what's happening why his haircut is so bad but he's literally like his whole character arc 
is essentially rue and then it's somebody who's not they're not dealing with their grief they're not cycling through it and they're just destroying everything around him and that's all they're doing they don't know how to do anything else like okay i pre-grieved whatever and then you have his interaction with mattson where he looked at him and he was like oh you just fucked yourself and he went oh did i and he went "Mm -hmm, good and he's like yeah and then they try to lie to like shiv about how everything went and they're trying so hard to lie when like factually he's fucking up he's attacking jerry he's firing all these people because he doesn't know what to do with himself i'm gonna not lie him and jerry beefing it it it's really hidden for me like i'm like so sad because i'm like (laughs) she really is actually like the only person around him who will tell him about himself and tell him that like no you are not really qualified to do any of this so you really shouldn't be the leader because you need to be qualified and you constantly joke you're not serious you do things impulsively you have no control and then over Kendall how you is re- encouraging him yes which i don't i feel like people aren't realizing like kendall is encouraging yeah he's Roman enabling to, him he's enabling him to basically be the sole proprietor of waystar mm-hmm. and like and okay listen <clears throat> anyways um the kendall and stewie moment the fanfic girlies they really they having a ball okay they are having a great time and i love that for them i'm not a kendall stewie person i do like their relationship with one another but i also I think the feel... show no, go show ahead. shifted so far from like what their friendship was the first season and kind <clears> of <throat> made it muddled because they were really good friends and like business and etc cetera, etc cetera. But now you're at the point where you you can forget that they were really good friends and close friends at that. That's what I was about to say. Like, their relationship has been so far strained from, like, the beginning of what it was till now, where it's kind of, like, they only just focus on, like, business and, like, trying to get ahead. Mm-hmm. They don't be like, hey, dude, like, remember this or remember that or, like, how have you been? How have you been processed? Why are you a deadbeat dad? you like, what? Like, girl. Why? Kendall has factually... Yeah. Kendall has factually lost all of his traits and like awareness that could stop him from becoming his dad. He's lost it all. And like he's already a deadbeat dad. He has already abandoned his children. Like the last time we ta- saw his children was whenever. Um and he's factually gotten to the point where there's nothing redeeming about him and he is just mirroring his father and the things that his father went through. So he's doomed to repeat the cycle that his dad did. Like he just had Rava on the most recent episode being like, call your daughter. Because he's like questioning her. Where were you? Where were this? She's the only one raising your children. Where have you been? You're talking about trying to run a company. Rava's just telling you to call your fucking daughter because she's being threatened. When I tell you I forgot this nigga had children, I said, this lady... Where is she coming from? Yeah. He has two whole children. So he factually is mm-hmm. already fucking Logan. Because and is also a murderer. Yeah, You are so. a deadbeat father. Just mm-hmm. like your father who was in your life. But he's still a deadbeat because he ain't never raised you a day in his goddamn life. You can be a deadbeat and still. Exactly. People don't understand. You can still, yeah, you can still be a deadbeat and still like be in your child's lives. And that's factually, arguably, way more worse than just like dipping out. Agreed. Um. 
But I think his whole storyline, you're just like seeing this little prince get the castle, but he's lost everything about him. That made him like equipped for it that would make him not do exactly what his father did to the company and to the people working for the company and his children. Because like for me, Kendall in the beginning was a character I liked because I was like, oh, he yeah, I don't like is fucking messy, but he is like actually trying to like. But there were so parts of him. Yeah, they were like, like oh, right, it was he's so parts not of his him. dad, and he had and, like, like it makes sense that his middle name is Logan. Oh yeah, he thought he is his daddy. Um, Matson, one blood he thing. Is. Two, he listens to podcasts during hookups psychopathic white man shit psychopathic, psychopathic white, white, white also, man shit um alexander skarsgård i love you um to the people who really are in the swedish lore did that man get a hair <laughs> transplant <laughs> he had to listen because like i didn't really pay attention when he first came on the show because i was just thrown off um like that whole season was like whiplash but I keep looking at him and like when he got on the plane with Shiv and even when they were in Sweden or whatever they were, I was like, did Alexander Skarsgård get a hair transplant? Because that is not the hairline I remember, even from like True Blood. That I was like, did he Harry Styles himself? <laughs> Listen, he had to because he looks totally different. I love that. I we all done. know he is supposed to be Elon Musty and like yeah he is going above and beyond people forget alexander skarsgård is actually actually like a very good actor so he is taking this role you know and what, having the best time you know what we allow what we allow the scar children to be the nepho babies we never comment on because they're actually talented yeah no dude yeah they're all actually talented. Because, yes they, i think um like the middle oldest brother like one of them is a doctor and is not an actor at all but like every well, that's not relevant that's great for him yeah no but like the ones who act because it's alexander is bill walter i think um my like they all yeah selling like they we don't say shit they're about all them, incredible they, they do what they need to do i watched that terrible tarzan movie for alexander scarlet but that's just because i was thirsty that shit's terrible <laughs> listen um when they factually said um let's just keep one of dad's old sweaters that's old and racist like referring to acn while also trying to keep the deal exactly the same because both these boys are so deeply damaged that they don't want to do anything that their daddy wouldn't do because they think it's going to falter and fail so you rather go with a dead man's deal than change anything because daddy put through and you don't know now if that if he would have changed it so you're just not going to change anything that's the worst business move on the planet you have boards and all these things so you can speak to people you don't need your dad like it doesn't need to be like what would daddy do who cares more food they really telling you they really are go talk to a psychic go talk to him they really are going through the cycle of Agreed. We want to take over our fucking dad's company. We want to do mm-hmm. anything and everything to get him the fuck out so we can do new ideas, new this, new that. But then when he actually dies, they we all don't know how to do business pussy. without him. And they don't we don't know how to do business without They're him. 
all ill-equipped. Like he knew all of his kids would destroy the company, which Every is why he one. wasn't going to give it to any of them. Exactly. Because none of them know how to do a single thing. None of them understand how to run business, make deals. They always have to run to him to figure out how to do anything. Exactly. And that's exactly what this entire fucking show is about. That he knew that his children would have been better off not never being involved in the company yeah. and never being involved. But all they wanted. Because they can't create anything for themselves. Right. And all they wanted to, was to strive for his love. So they wanted to be in the family business so bad because they were like, oh, well, this is a quick and easy way for my dad to love me. And he still never loved any one of these niggas. Like, he still no, did not he show used them all them. as pawns because he, he knew what they wanted. And it's exactly. so easy when you're a narcissistic parent. Like, let's say this. Succession is inherently about billionaires, but it is also inherently about the intricate ties of familial abuse and how deep those currents run and all the things that it does. That is what the show is about at its core, because you can see it. And it's this show is factually a narcissistic parent using all of his children and the things that they want from him to just get what he wants and what he needs. That is what every season has been about every single one and this one like definitely more so because this man has died and yeah and he's and still yet, at the forefront of their mind every, every everything like everything. he died and it should have been like oh fuck let me process my parent let me process <laughs> this person who i wanted his love for so long and i never fucking got it that this person fucked me over in so many ways because this company was always his only thing he ever cared about. The company was his actual child. Right, and that should have been grounds for them to be like, okay, well, this nigga dead, fuck it. Let's fucking we ball. Like, we can right. do whatever we want, how we want. And they just continue to be like, oh, what would dad do? What would dad do? And then Shiv, having the mindset of oh what would dad do but let me go above and think i know what he would do factually and put here's the funniest thing about shiv she's actually acting like their mother if you think about it the move that their mom made against them is exactly how shiv is acting Mm -hmm. and like yeah like clearly there's like pieces of logan in there of course there is but the way she's acting is mirroring what her mother did because it's a half-baked idea and you're just hitting the gas and going with it. And it's like, um, Siobhan, listen, I know you want to be a billionaire so freaking bad or whatever fucking Bruno Mars said. Um, but like, baby, it's never really that serious. It's not no. really that serious. And um, go ahead. I feel like for like the most embarrassing thing about Siobhan is that she is too prideful for her own good and that they all are you know they all are very very prideful but her pridefulness is that pridefulness where it's i'm so smart i'm gonna win i'm gonna do this i'm above my brothers i know all of my brothers i know all of this already but then you wind up fucking yourself over because you align with these people who also don't give a fuck about you either and your family kind of does but they also that's pushing it yeah no that's that's i mean like she would have been better off doing something with jerry than trying to figure out something with mattson because mattson is using her as a pawn because Mm -hmm. he can also turn around and fuck her and out her for everything she's been doing and telling him and then have that over on her i really want 
a fucking girl boss link up with Jerry and shit so bad. That's and her like, godmother. Like, why haven't they was, done that? Right. They should have done that like seasons ago. They should yeah, have done that come... at least last season. Yes, they should have done that seasons ago to like have that relationship be closer and go through that. Yeah, and like them building that. Um what was your take on Bitey? White people. White people. At first I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And then I was like, oh, this is like some um some like dominant submissive type shit where they both yeah. are in the mindset. Like a little like sadomasochistic. Right. Shit. Like a little like in a public. Little in public. At shareholders to, night. And, yeah, in front of people who you shouldn't be doing this shit in front of to sit and play bitey. And I really feel like people who ship Tom and shit, y'all need to go to go a to psychiatrist. You need to go to go fucking therapy. therapy. You need Here's the to thing. journal. You need to call your best friends because what he literally said that when he met her, all he was thinking about is getting money. That's all he was thinking about. He was thinking all about the ladder. He literally admitted he was using her and everybody was still like oh my god tom and chip tom and chip but you see a relationship between a woman who wants this man to love her and also was like oh i need to get married i need to have this family life to do what people expect from me with a man who just wants to use her who's from like a nobody family and like you know the terms you know since she's a little rich girl a nobody family from the midwest who is climbing a social ladder just to get money, not because he loves her, not because he respects her, not because he sees her as a person, but to use her. And he admitted to it. Yeah. And people were still sitting there like, oh my God, Tom and Shiv, Tom and Shiv. First of all, Bitch. that relationship mirrors what most people, not me, go through as their first college relationship. Yeah. That's literally what it looks like. Like, these people who believe that they're going to stay together for the entirety of college, and some people do, and then they just get married because they're supposed to. They don't like each other, but they're like, we committed to being together, ride or die. The same people that the man will post a caption being like, I put her through hell, and she stayed by my side. Listen, if anybody ever wrote that shit about me, 5150 me. (laughs) Like, immediately. (laughs) Honestly, those people, I'm that like, what are y'all going through? But that is exactly Tom. Exactly. And I feel like people... It's like this immaturity. Yes. It's a very toxic relationship. And it's a toxic relationship down to the fucking root. Where these two people should have never had any business being together. Because he didn't love her. He only loved her fucking money. And she was trying to love yeah. him. But he to finally admit that he used her. Which... I was like, of course you did. Of course you did. Nobody knew who you were. All you saw was, was oh, that's Logan Roy. Roy's daughter. And Logan yeah. Roy's daughter. And she has money. And I want to get ahead in life. And that's why when he started being You saw like, her as an insurance plan. Yes. And then he had the nerve to like, you were going to let me go to jail. Yeah, nigga. I would have let you fucking go to jail too. What we'll you get mean? inside. Like, um, um, Kendall. <laughs> Roy at his very best. <laughs> he really wanted a house, like a, a living house on stage. Like Maddie he, Healy, who? truthfully, Maddie Healy, who 
Kendall Roy really said, you're going to build me a house on stage and there needs to be clouds. But once there was no clouds involved, it was out. There was no house on stage. They factually built an entire Truman show on that stage. And he meant no clouds? No. <laughs> no, no, no. He said no. We're not doing that. He said it's um, not their very best if there are no fucking clouds. And I will not perform under these conditions. <laughs> he said, I like Waysar and Waysar likes me um (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that being funny in a grieving language um but like you see the grief like in all of the siblings connor's connor um but you see it in kendall being like hyper focused on these ideas and basically having like this weird moment where they edit his dad and this very like AI really creepy. I felt like I was in smart out the house girl where they edited him. So he could be like talking to his dad during his presentation. You see Roman tail spinning, firing Jerry fo- uh, firing the other lady where he just wants somebody to tell him he's good enough, but you're not. And he's tail spinning and Kendall's encouraging this and not even like talking about it from a business standpoint. He's like, it's good. Get him out. Shiv is tail spinning, scheduling her grief fucking the man that she's going through a divorce with um and also hiding an entire pregnancy so nobody can make her weaker than they you see know her what? i need these niggas to turn on the armor for sleep iconic album what to do when you're dead because that shit goes through the, the seven stages of grief and they need to turn that shit off by the time we hit end of a fry they need to realize like oh shit because nobody none of them like Connor is Connor. Like he already has a host of issues. But these yeah, and they other don't really ones, focus on him. Which like we need to stop underutilizing Alan Rook. Okay. I He's love him. Fantastic. And we need to stop. Willa is really writing for her man. Yes. Roman which- said, Roman said they're not going to send any you anywhere where they have nukes. And he goes, I don't want to go anywhere that doesn't have nukes. And Willis just like ride or die for her man. And I was like, I was not no. expecting that. I was not either. I was not expecting that to turn No, out. I was not at all. And I'm like, okay, Connor is Connor. He has a host of issues. But these other three are, Yeah, with a loony cake. Listen, these other three are trying to move through life without their dad. But like While becoming still, him. Yeah. Still holding on to him and like all of them are becoming him in like these different ways. Which is what happens with abuse. Like, yeah. when it's not something that's dealt with, and you especially have, like, a narcissistic parent, you can... Because they all see the problems in their dad. But they all, because you're dealing with a narcissist, they all go, oh, well, like, that's just dad. And, like, there's a reason. And there's a this. And then there's a that. And you get into the cycle where you're making excuses. And then you end up picking up those habits. And you apply them to your life. And when you haven't dealt with it and therapized yourself before this person is dead or out of your life it becomes this very toxic thing where you basically martyr them and they like kendall especially he when takeover started playing i said oh kendall is really back in this bitch listen in the worst way like worst way he said i'm on my worst behavior and don't you ever get it fucked up he surely did because he is i listen jeremy strong jeremy strong i love you i saw a picture of him from 2012 and i went oh god logan roy logan roy Kendall Roy, I mean, same thing. Kendall Roy has aged him so much. Like this man and his method acting and how much Ryan talks. Yeah. 
hates his method acting. Yeah. Like, this show has put that man through a ringer. And he is fantastic. Like, let's not get it fucked up. Jeremy Strong is a fantastic actor. He plays the role of Kendall Roy so fantastically. And then you also have Sarah Snook and Mr. Pride and Prejudice, Matthew McFadden, um, who have incredible chemistry as actors and scene partners. But the scenes between them that are written are so lacking and just, like, fraught. Like, there's nothing there. Because you have Shiv, anti-husband, husband hater. Miss Exactly. <laughs> I am- Andrews writes. I'm very tired of both of them, to be honest. Like, I'm very tired. And then they're like, she stays over the house. He gives her a scorpion. And, like, you, you, she then remembers what their dynamic is. Yeah. And she realized very quickly, realized, like, oh. We was buttering her up. Yeah, we are two people who shouldn't be together. And this person is still trying to weasel his way into my life and manipulate me so he stays so he get and I know that once she tells him that she's pregnant. Do you think she's going to say she's pregnant though? I oh I can't say what I think is actually gonna happen. But what do you think's gonna happen? No, because that's like <laughs> I think Tom's gonna die. I think he's gonna die as that's well. That's probably not where you were going, but we'll no, talk about it's that not. when we got we'll there. T- yeah. I think that he's going to die. And I think that... Um, I think the hyper-focus on him, like, just repeating how tired he was yeah, was just yeah. such a central focus that is always weird for Succession, especially because Jesse is doing these last episodes. Um, and, like... Yeah. To watch, like, it play out throughout the night. So it wasn't, like, a message, like, one or two times. It was consistent throughout like a 30 minute time span where he Mm -hmm. just kept repeating how tired he was and it's strange i mean if he doesn't end up dying what a waste because he could have died and it could have been silly and funny i Um, want him to die and siobhan have like a sense of relief that like i don't have to cope both her abusers are dead yeah both her abusers are dead i don't have to co-parent with this person i know that i'm not this evil uptight bitch that i can be a mother and i can raise a baby and i can put love into something exactly last season when her mom told her that she would be a horrible mother or like whatever the exact quote from her and that coming full circle again with tom and then Tom deciding to look at her and say the same exact thing, which you would know with your partner is your biggest fear. You you know if your partner thinks they would be a horrible mother because of the things that happened in their life. Yeah. You know it. And you yeah. sit there and you just pick at it because your ego is bruised and you want to hurt her as much as you know how. You want to lash out when you were the same man who was tracking her periods to try to avoid jail time. You were trying to get her pregnant in case you were going to go to jail. Exactly but you're also going to look at her and tell her that she would be a terrible mother. I know that man secretly knows she's pregnant. Oh, I know he did too. And I know he's just waiting to see if she if will she say something. before he like, I know you're pregnant and like throw a fucking temper tantrum. And I'm like, Tom, mm-hmm. first of all. Because he would love her yeah he would leverage completely. It. he completely. would bring it up in a, front of other people to leverage it yeah completely and um i was happy to see jerry finally have like the courage and the moment to look at roman 
thing. And like, be like, you sexually harassed me. And if you don't give me exactly what I want with my terms, I will come forward with all of it. Because he kept it going and he didn't stop. And she let it go because it was like, oh, he's damaged. Oh, he doesn't mean it. Oh, it's just, it's just Romulus. It's nothing serious. No, he actually sexually harassed her. Yeah, and so not once, not twice. He continued. And when she looked at him and said, "I will go public. I will. I the pictures, the text messages. I have all that shit. I will go public. And I think she should too, to be honest. Like, get what you want and still fucking go public because they can't fire you. They can't do shit. I actually want succession. One, I think it's going to end with logan's funeral but i want succession to end with all of the roy siblings getting fucked Same. i want them to be hard and sandpapery fucked of everything hard and sandpapery baby every single one of them out of there i want them to all get fucked over i mean like maybe not siobhan like severely but like have her go live with her ex-boyfriend in, like dc or something and go work on a campaign again listen she really like seeing him and being like oh this is what my life could have been if i stayed with this nigga and not gotten and with, like, stayed money on, like a real path too listen and connor says he does not care about any of this shit he just wants yeah, to be a politician matter. he's like i'm gucci y'all he work just wants that to go with those news he'll yeah. go with willa he just cares about the news um just like the entire scene between tom and shiv it was perfect acting but it was like it was the strangest setup to get to that point because if it had happened otherwise it would have made perfect sense but you have this setup episode to episode tom pretending to care about her worrying about she's crying them having sex again this and that him admitting that she he used her all of these things the biting moment the this and that and you have this setup where they're like are they gonna like try to give their marriage another go and you're just sat there and then you have this big blow up because he gets his ego bruised because he, she was going around the party making a joke that he might get fired because ATN might be folding and you lose it on her and you say again how you really feel about this person because your ego matters more than the person that you allegedly loved um, do you want to take a break and then we finish the other I was preaching damn well because i have comments on that so yes i'd rather we take a break really quickly and then we get back into that so okay. break um okay we're back um so tom Wabs burgers is a bitch ass nigga let's just start there one two for this man to look at this woman and basically call her a fucking piranha and evil is some of the lowdown. He didn't basically say that. He did say that. The most lowdown, dirtiest He's shit pathetic. you could ever do. He- pathetic. Tom okay. is literally the living embodiment of a pathetic man who uses his manness or white his, manness, like, patriarchal. Yeah man hating white privilege bullshit white privilege bullshit to put down another person but to not even put down another person but to put down a woman the so-called woman that he loved like you track this woman's periods so you could fucking trap her with your rank ass come and give her a baby to be like oh well my place in the family now is cemented because i got her pregnant because I have a baby, right? Like in the family. And like, now, oh, so. my baby is gonna factually save me and keep me out of jail. No, nigga, your baby is not gonna factually save you and keep you out of jail. Listen, the antics that you pulled, the the grimy shit that you pulled, is the reason you should have been in jail, and that's not gonna save you. So I low key wish she had gone to jail. I wish that would have gone differently. 
I yeah, I also wish that that storyline had been more thorough and thought out and not just abandoned. Mm. And then you also you have to shift where he's still using Greg as a pawn, which that's what Greg's there for. Yeah. But like his fixation and harassment of Greg has shifted so oh. severely this season than it was for three because everybody was shipping Tom and Greg, which that's y'all's thing. If you um, ship Tom and Greg, you should call your dad. I think you have a lot to talk about with him. Yeah, so much. And call a therapist while you at it. Like, do a fucking three way phone call with the both of them yeah. because Tom um, and Greg is the is abusive. most abusive relationship on that show. And that says a <laughs> lot because that shit yeah. is full of abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially him trying to be like Logan and just treat Greg like his lackey but also like sexually harass this kid who's part of the family like the way he treated Greg was abhorrent and then we get into this season and yeah he's still like making him fire the whole ATN team but his like very fixated harassment of him has shifted so much and I'm so tired of Tom being such a central character Matthew McFadden is perfectly talented he is lovely beautiful fantastic actor um i don't know why i needed somebody's husband as a central character when the show's not about him you're just married to her okay fucking i am gonna say this tom should have been cucked a little bit harder because i am tired of looking at his face no 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 no, no. let's get into that tom literally loves to be cucked consistently multiple times because madison wams gams loves cucking yeah Matt loves to be cucked him so hard that he cannot even like have anything smart to retort yes. to say because yeah. Mattson factually sees that he's a fucking loser and a user and Matt wait 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 like wind this one back wind it back every man on this show likes to be cucked look at yeah. Kendall Roman is at the look top at Roman oh Roman oh honey <laughs> Roman, Roman lives and dies by the cucking. listen and he was he 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 is living and dying by it. like he all he wants is Jerry to just remember when he had him. a girlfriend remember when he had a girlfriend oh the uh fucking girl, girl with the big oh, hair yeah yeah that was short-lived yeah um every man on that show loves to be cucked and it (laughs) no it's just more so thinking about there were so many storylines that the writers the show directors whatever where they could have gone down and explored things more and they just backed off of it and it's just like this side comment that means nothing because they just didn't go down this path that may have made for a more interesting show we'll never know if it actually would have but you'll never know. Because Tom going to jail, I think, would have been really interesting. Because then the whole Waystar, Royco thing would have shifted very severely. Like, the way they were doing business and everything involved in that would have shifted so severely. But, you know, okay, they're rich people. Nothing happens to them. Rich people actually go to jail every day. Every the fucking fuck day. That money thing they Look do. at St. Mrs. Dad. She, her, her father, like, straight up went to prison. And so... She's not special. Like, no, exactly. Rich people go to jail every fucking day for blue-collar-ass crimes. And they still get everything handed to them, even while in fucking prison. So, Tom, I think they need if to you want a fun re- fact, resurrect that storyline. 
You want a fun yeah. fact? One time my grandfather was explaining white collar and blue collar crimes to me. And I went, well, they're crimes. And I think if the crime was committed, it should have been more interesting. Because he was like, that's yeah. a blue collar crime. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not interesting. So why does it have to be blue collar? This and is you- boring. <laughs> my grandfather was so tired of me because he's trying to factually explain the different crimes. And I, I was just like, buddy. I, why is it not fun? I think this crime is embarrassing. You were selling oregano instead of weed. Listen. That's an embarrassing thing to go to jail for. But alas, my grandfather is just like, okay, love you. Rich people stealing from rich people will never bang. I'm sorry. No, it's boring. Like, it's fucking them fucking boring. each other over. It's boring. It's just what they've done since the start of the world. Exactly. Like, I'm sure cavemen with more like rocks we're fucking over the other cavemen with a lot of fucking rocks. Scientifically they speaking, were stealing yes. Each other's rocks. Exactly. You know? <laughs> they were stealing each other's women. That's what they that's what fucking really succession is. Like, yeah, it's like caveman games. Like it's yeah. it gets to a point where you're just like, oh, I want something more. And the last episodes, like after like the wake episode, have been a lot better and more true to form. And that's kind of succession's thing where you yeah. start this slowly. And like Jesse said that the entire season every episode is just one day every episode is one day so these this is just 10 days of the most like the most difficult week and three days of their life which i don't believe you're rich people like i think worse things could have happened to you um oh i can't say that but um (laughs) i'll say that to you off air (laughs) i think that um if you root for anybody on succession you are deeply deeply demented and it's like the sopranos i didn't root for fucking anybody on the sopranos i was like no. y'all are all fucks yeah christopher sat on a fucking dog because he was so fucking high that he killed the fucking dog who the fuck do you think i'm rooting for literally nobody and i'm black so I, i'm not rooting was, for nobody on the show like all, they all could die as far as i'm concerned i was gonna say i was rooting for aj soprano because you know he had that really thick slipknot jacket which i found <laughs> so like i was rooting for him but then he became an incel, so like. Okay, well, that's every man's like pipeline. They become an incel for like. Yeah, look at Succession. Everybody on there is also an incel too. Nobody's fucking. No involuntary celibates. <laughs> like I know that Kendall Roy is probably on 4chan just vibing. Vibing, okay. Like he doesn't know. even know what like the premise of that website is. He's just because they probably like love him on there. He you is know the realm of Succession. The, uh, chat rooms showing feet. So <laughs> he just keeps I'm, it juicy. I'm very interested to see how these like last episodes round up because we leading up to the funeral, and if about five motherfuckers don't die, Jesse Armstrong, we got work. Jesse Armstrong, we're having a fucking we, conversation. We got beef. I want Tom to die, but then Mr. Romulus, being the speaker out of all the children at the funeral, I think it's going to be a massive uh oh. He freaks out in those situations. I think Roman is going to come out with something that has factually never been talked about. and, and Yeah, he's going to like get stressed out and out yeah, something. Yeah, that shouldn't have been outed um, because, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm glad we, because I'm like, him being the speaker is... Is a massive no, no, no. issue. Because it's, it should have been Kendall. Like, yeah. Kendall at least can mostly do public speaking connor would have just made it about politics in some way they don't want to let shiv do it because she's the youngest everybody forgets she's the youngest 
Um, Greg. I'm just. I'm so glad he's such a minimal character because Nicholas Braun factually cannot act, and he has no. the haircut of a six year old bully. And like, I just wanted to fuck him because he was tall, but like realizing that well, he might be too tall for me. But also, he can't act, so he really cannot do anything for me. And Greg as a character is just so just draining. He's very draining. He's like an energy vampire. Yeah. Um, but like his initial like storyline and this and that, they like divert. They didn't divert, but they like minimized it so severely. And then when he's like trying to talk to the Swedes and they're basically like calling them inbred and like making all these jokes and like mocking him, I was like, "That's great!" Shout yeah. out to the Swedish people in this one time. They made the Skarsgård brothers black metal and <laughs> mock that motherfucker. Thank they, you. yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for black um, metal and mocking that motherfucker. He is just such a draining character, but to watch how he went from season to season slowly being indoctrinated into the family. Which he's not even indoctrinated. No, that's which is funny. It's like, okay, you probably get this. You know when you have like a family friend and like they're just around and nobody particularly likes them, but they've been around since everybody was Mm. kids and they're just there. Okay, Greg is actually a cousin, but that's Greg. Yeah. He just gets invited on this shit or he invites himself and you just see him there and you're like, oh, like why are Greg? you there? Like who invited you? Greg? Like you can't even get inside the club. Like what you mean? Like why are you fucking here? You wear whack ass shoes. Like the fuck? Um, Thick and chewy like barnacle meat. I can't wait to see uh, Hamlet be, not Hamlet. Is it Hamlet or King, King Lear, Lear? being King played Lear. out? No, with um. No, it's Henry the Eighth with all of his fucking wives. Henry the Eighth, I am, I am popping up. Yeah, like, King Lear is basically what Kendall's going through. Yeah, um, all of his listen, wives popping up and being like, "Fuck that nigga, he did per." Do you think they're gonna invite Carrie? My okay, hot take so is no, is but she just gonna show up. This is what I want. I want Carrie to have pulled because this is relevant. Robert De Niro, old ass man, old ass spunk. I wanted to have gotten pregnant by that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care I what she had to do to get it. I mean, Robert De Niro just had a baby at 79 with a young girl. Well, I'm so. not I'm not saying Logan Roy is fucking. I you know no. oh please. Um the only like, thing that man was fucking was himself and you know fucking himself even. over in, you know, <laughs> dying fishing in a toilet. He exactly fishing somewhere else and vibing out. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I like I want her to show up pregnant. I want her and Shibs to be barefoot and pregnant together. I'm mm-hmm. like, and then it's like, oh, like how is this shit gonna end? And I just feel like it's gonna end like the Sopranos, where you basically like you get to draw a conclusion, like what's gonna happen. Like I'm waiting for Jesse Armstrong for it to like go black, and then it's to like show a bunch of like news reports coming in of like different shit that's happening with the Roy's and like that'd be sick. That's what I would hope would happen, but I feel like Succession is gonna be quite anticlimactic in the ending, and I think it's gonna be yeah, I think it's gonna be just a boring ending because it was a show that that's why I said The Soprano because Soprano did a cop out with that episode, girl, and I'm so mad to this day because I was like, now what the fuck is this? You never finished Sopranos. I didn't have to because I already watched that episode 
before I even watched the show. So I knew how it ended. And I was like, the fuck is this? Like, I'm good. I will end right here because I already know. Yeah, I mean, you were in the season that was like heavily focused on Tony's sister. So I wanted to end there too. Girl, and I, uh, what a fucking unlikable character. And like, that was the point. But Jesus Christ. But yeah, Succession bought into the hype and they really bought into that fucking hype. Yeah, they did. Bought into and ran with it. And like, you could tell they do not know the market for like like the merch they put out essentially they don't know the market for that but they do know the market for like tom and greg shippers like this and that shippers they know that market the writers i hate it so much like i am like i have been on the internet since i was like five and like reading fan fiction and like fan fiction you were reading and got caught reading b2k high and like tom and greg shippers oh my god they might and i'm gonna say this on my chest they might be worse than fucking um Larry Shippers. There were yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't think what the fuck they were called. Yeah, just go in. Might be worse. Might be worse than that because. But it, I mean, yeah. Might be worse than that because it it's just bad. Like I feel like those people, um, they just. And they take it so serious. And I'm just like, for what? They take it so serious. And I'm just like, why are we doing that? Like, it's not even a good thing to ship. No. It's not a good thing to ship at all. And on top of that, it's, I'm all for, you know, a, a cute little, like, boob con or whatever on a good day. But, like, the sh- with Tom and Greg it's so gross it's so nasty listen I think that a lot of fans of Succession should google therapist in my area or yeah. like um <laughs> what is it the, like the DMS 5 whatever DSM 5 whatever the fuck not, that shit is buy that shit the- <laughs> <DMS>. buy that <laughs> buy that shit commit to it yeah you're gonna read because- one thing this year it is yeah because it's bad and then um i think that like if you ship anything all succession like seriously because people apparently thought that jerry and um while he's sexually harassing her yeah while he's sexually harassing you know who i you know who i ship i ship um little frog and toad um frank and carl that's who i ship Okay, they're you, in love. You know what? They love each other. Listen, my that's nigga. my ship. That's my ship. That's my what nigga. They are fucking but underrated. But I also hate them, which is perfect. Yes, you're supposed yes. to hate characters. On the show. You are you, also okay. no. Go ahead. I was gonna say the dude who plays fucking Hugo also cheated on Michelle Pfeiffer with a seventeen-year-old allegedly. So which, like you know, everybody on that fucking show. Honestly, um, he was the original Adam Duritz, and then Pete Davidson is the millennial Adam Duritz. Yeah, because everybody's fucking on Pete Davidson because his dick big and like. Okay, please. well, you can buy yourself one, and it's portable. Got, it, yeah, exactly. Um, I was gonna I say it comes I, without diseases, but like people don't wash it, so. 
um carl and oh boy they are you this is some nerdy shit so like you know but rosencrantz and gildernstein they remind me of those two characters because they are just dumb and they just i said frog and toad i'm not on the same wavelength as you right now but i love you but it's the same thing like they just dumb and they just be together and that's how they like function through life like what would they do without each other they are two side characters that stole the show listen all i want is for tom to die and we'll see what else happens Girl. We maybe should put this out before Mother's Day, but oh, um, you know we, what? <laughs> we had Melissa back on the show. Exactly, we have Melissa back on the show. So, like by the time this comes out, the Melissa back we might just like double it. Out. We might okay. just double it. Yeah. So either by the time we might get like a Saturday Sunday Happy Mother's Day, all these kids have narcissistic trauma. Yeah, and so you either get two episodes or you get one by the time this released. But I'm really. I think when I first started Succession, I was really excited to see how it ends. Now, I'm just kind of like, whatever. I knew how it was going to end. And here's the thing. If I'm wrong about that ending, because it's in my brain, I told you how I thought it was going to yeah, end. Yeah, no, I know. But but if it doesn't end that way, then me and Jesse Armstrong weren't linked in the way I thought we were linked. I'm going to be really disappointed in him. And so, I know that they are going to have a spinoff. I don't know. Oh, who, yeah. But they're going to have a spinoff. We'll see. We'll see what the finale brings. And then we'll know from there. But factually, we're better than all men. We had Melissa Beck on the show. We win. You lose. And, you know. Oh, I can't say that. Um, let, me, let me think of some, like, positive words of wisdom for once. Oh, wait, really quickly. You know what I wanted to talk about? How much Brian Cox hates Jeremy Strong method acting that this man was in three episodes of the season and, and went he, up for lead actor. He went up for lead actor. So I cannot wait Brian for the award season to see how. Listen, listen, listen. Brian Cox being a whole Scottish man and trying to do an American accent this entire show when you could hear he's Scottish, pipe the fuck down. Be beating his ass. And I cannot. You wait. just, you're there. Like, what acting is there? You're yelling. You're a piece of shit. Fuck off. It, it's very Jeremy Strong Frank Ocean loves you I love you we're good dude you are Karen <laughs> Culkin but if you don't win Karen Culkin's wife posts funny shit so like it, I don't lose no listen love her adore her I can't wait to see Brian Cox get this Emmy over Jeremy Strong because I know that's what's gonna happen no because the show's ending they need to give it to Jeremy Strong Jeremy Strong we love you. We adore you. I hope you're taking a nap now. Um, Girl, I, I hope like he's taking a nap. That is blunt. Like, I hope he can actually fucking rest now that he is done method acting as Kendall Roy. Listen. <sighs> love you. Um, love you too. So, we'll... Invest in moisturizer this summer. And, um, go to therapy. Stop moving to Vegas. Yeah, that yeah. too. Go to therapy. Um, Go to fucking therapy, please. And stop telling Twitter all your fucking business. Like, stop telling Twitter what your therapist says. Allegedly, what they say. Allegedly. <laughs> Love you. Love you.